Mr. Shower, how are we? Doing great. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I tell you what, I just got done doing a CPR certification course and I was saying before, I, you know, it's funny as I was saying before, like I was dreading it because it was for three hours. It's probably but once you're, three hours. Yeah. But once you're in it and especially having kids, you're sitting there and you're like, I need to know this stuff to where it's oh, like, it's good I to know. Yeah, I truly feel like it should be required that every single human being knows how to do this stuff. Oh, I need to get you know recertified. I, mean? I was certified in high school, but it's been a long time. I can't. I probably yeah. should go back and do it again. Yeah, I mean, the CPR stuff's good in itself, but they teach you more than just the CPR. Like, they teach you the choking oh, yeah. stuff, you know, how to identify strokes, things like that. Like, I think it'd be really good for, like, every oh, yeah. single human being to know that stuff. Um, like, you know, they it's funny because every single time... I think last time I did it, like, you know, it was the basic, like, they teach you, like, a song rotation to do it to. Yeah. This one's, like, this one's, you know, 30 compressions, two breaths. 30 compressions, two. But now they have these machines, those A, the AED machines that you hook yep. up. And the machines, I've like. I've seen those at work, yep. Dude, it's wild. Those things tell you everything. Like, they tell you, oh, okay, yeah. continue compressions. Nope, back up. Shock required. Like, the whole thing, like, basically oh, yeah. guides you through it. No, they're actually, um, that's really cool. The technology is great. We see that, we do that for at work for guys to get them certified in certain things just in case there's issues. And yeah, it's crazy. God forbid, God forbid I ever have to do something like that. Cause I you think when you're know. in a class, you're fascinated by it. And then when you're in the moment, you know, it's really easy to practice on a dummy, but it's a whole different it's scenario. Like. Oh gosh. I can't imagine, especially if it, imagine being your own kid. Cause that's what they said in the class. They're like, they're like, I forget the percentage. I'm probably making this up here. They said something like 90%. So it was very high. They said the chances of what we're training for is something that you, if you ever have to do it, it's going to be on like a family member or a friend. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sitting there thinking like, gosh, I'm sitting here like they're teaching me through the infant stuff, like the circular rotations, the thumb stuff. And I'm just like, if I yep. ever had to do this on my son because he was choking or, you know, God forbid, lost conscious breathing, I do CPR. Like I can't I, like they stay so calm in the training videos. But I'm like, could you really stay that calm knowing that your son's probably dying or your daughter's choking on something like I, I think you would step up to the plate, no doubt about it. Oh, you I mean, would step up, but it's just a, it, the adrenaline and stuff would kick in. It's not like you're a paramedic. Yeah. Paramedics, like people that do it all the time and are, have done it a, a thousand yeah. times, it's a whole different thing. If it's you, you, you practice, you're certified, but the first time you ever yeah. have to do it, it's a whole different thing. Oh, thank, thank, you know, I mean, that just is enough. Like, thank God. Thank all of you out there listening, any of you first responders veterans, anything, people that have been trained and people who have saved lives, like, thank all of you so much. Like, I watch those training videos and things, and, like, some of the things that these human beings go through in the, in the situations that they put themselves in to save other human beings is truly one of the most amazing things. Like, it those people have such a special dedication. place in my heart. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wear this wristband, dude. Like, yep. just for police officers, you know, my grandfather was a state trooper, um, you know, and I, I know there's some bad situations out there with cops. I, I get it. I get oh, yeah. there are some bad ones. But for the most part, for the most part, those cops are doing all the amazing things to help people. So oh, from yeah. the bottom of my heart from Friendly Fire, after going through the CPR, and it didn't even matter the CPR. I'm just saying that this is what's top of mind for me. But thank God and thank you all for what you do. Um, what an incredible week it has been for this podcast. I mean, I tell you what, like anybody listening to this, first and foremost, like, absolutely top of mind the only thing i want to say 
is we want nothing more than just to put our thoughts and prayers, condolences, everything out to the Johnson family. Yep. Um, you know, I will probably say what 98, 99% of the comments we got were all positive of what, of what it was. Yeah. There was a couple yep. people out there that thought we were doing nothing more than shedding the story on this to get clicks and stuff like that. And I, I, I hate that people think that, um, it, the, the whole point of this podcast for all of you, for anybody listening, that's new, that might be listening to this full podcast for the first time. The whole point of this podcast of why shower and I started this is because we're two guys along with diesel who are, who live and breathe sports. Okay. Yep. I played hockey my entire life. That's why I did that video is because hockey has such a special place in my heart. Showers played hockey. He's played baseball his whole life, a phenomenal baseball player, an amazing hunter. Diesel played roller hockey to the highest level, went and played pro, pro roller hockey for a while, and is one of the best, if not the best, hunters that we know. Oh, like so. We're just obsessed with sports, everything, outdoor sports, everything. So it's not like what we're reporting on on this and like going on doing that story. It's not like we took something that's not what we normally do and completely shifted for clicks. Like it falls right in the realm of what we talk about and everything of why in the first place back in June, we all came together on a group text and said, hey, let's start a podcast and let's talk about the things we love. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about hunting and everything outdoors. We said it was going to be a boys podcast, things, all the things that we love to do. Let's just talk about it, right? Yep. yep. And so, you know, it is unfortunate that these were the circumstances of what we had to talk about. Um, but that didn't change why we did it. We did it because of what I saw in that video and why yeah. not break that down? Because I truly don't believe that by me talking about it and spreading the news on it, it's any different than anyone else reporting on it. Like, it's not, it's not like I was making t-shirts to try to sell and try to make money. Like all I wanted to do is shed light and break it down for anybody who saw that video, who didn't understand hockey, break exactly. the entire play down and understand that, Hey, this was not a freak accident. I was seeing all the reports that people saying it was a freak accident. I was like, no, it is not. It is a freak accident in a sense to where, like I said a million times, and I'll say it again, I don't believe he meant to put his blade in his throat. No, but 100% was intentional, him sticking his leg out. He stuck he his leg out, stick his leg out, and you just can't do that. You know that's you just yeah. you don't do that in hockey. That's it. Just it, right. not, most of the time you do that, it leads to an injury. This time it just led to something a lot worse. Right. So, so to follow up with that video and, and, you know, I want to continue to follow along with this story because the last thing I want to happen, the absolute last thing I want to happen is nothing happened to this. Like the story gets put to the bash, uh, to the back burners because something else comes up. Everyone forgets about it. And something like this happens again. Now to follow up with this story, uh, yesterday was Johnson's funeral. Um, I did see that there was a massive attendance from people Huge. all over the world yep, um, coming to pay their respects, which is beautiful. Um, I've seen so many teams do so many amazing things as a, as a tribute to him, which is absolutely incredible to see, you know, hockey is a global sport, but it is such a small community. Like you yep. go, you go to random places and you see people that you talk to who you've never met before. And then you're like, Oh, where'd you play? And then all of a sudden you have like three or four people you guys all know that you played with at some time before. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if other sports are like that. I mean, you can tell me if baseball is like that or not, but it is, hockey, but hockey's just a like whole different culture. It's, it's it's its own culture in itself, and it's just a such cool a small thing. world. So yeah, his his 
his funeral was yesterday. Um, you know, rest in peace. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers, like I said, with his family, his fiance, everything like that. I cannot imagine. I saw the stories that his family was watching the game live. And again, yeah. I said it last week. I can't imagine what that would be like watching yeah. because I know, I know when I was playing college hockey, I know my parents were watching all the games, you know. And I can't imagine. Yep. Um, so I did see that the U.S. News posted that the NHL is now looking into cut-resistant protection. Yep. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're just saying that. Just uh, supposedly for the PR neck guards. Like I guess T.J. Oshie owns a neck guard company, and it's completely sold out already of all of its product. And they're I looking think I at saw Ke something like that, like Kevlar turtlenecks. So instead of wearing a neck guard, mm -hmm. you can wear Kevlar uh, on your. Uh, like a Kevlar turtleneck, along with other things like um, pants and stuff as well, to try to protect um, right other other parts of your body as well from the same thing happening. Right. So I think uh, the WHL has already mandated neck guards uh, as yeah. of last Friday. There was so a I couple think, other leagues that did uh, as well. The third, right? Yeah, I think the third yeah, of November. Uh, every player in the WHL had to wear a neck guard. Um, and then they are talking about using the Kevlar turtlenecks, like you said, um, and the Kevlar leggings, Kevlar, basically Kevlar under you, like full yeah, body. Pretty arm. much. Yeah. Now, which is crazy. And it's, it's gonna, it's gonna cover major arteries. I see. It's like, it's because it's such top of mind of what just happened. Yeah. I get it. Like I get why this is, I do fear that's a little bit of an over response. I do too. In a sense, because again, I, I, it's it's hard to say because I don't want to be the guy that's like, listen, no, this is ridiculous. We don't need to change the sport because, but but a guy did die, so yep. you do ever want to prevent that again? Like one death is too many mm -hmm. deaths. Player safety is um, number one concern but, in sports, and that's right. what we need to think but about. You don't, but... yeah, you, you just don't want to get to a point where you start getting the same reputation that the NFL gets to where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, this isn't even football anymore. Because you know it's still I mean? hockey, like and hockey's a, a tough, brutal sport, really. And you can't, it, right. that's, it's always got to stay that you can't take that out of hockey. It's got to right. stay. And that's, it's and that's stay my point. That's roots. my point. Right. That's my point. Because everybody, every kid knows what they're signing up for. Now, granted, yep. like, granted, I totally understand that, though, too, because not every kid's signing up thinking that, hey, I might get my neck slit. You're thinking, hey, I might take a huge open ice hit. Hey, I might have to get in a fight. <laughs> Hey, I might block a shot that hits me in the mouth, bust my teeth out, might get a high stick, oh, yeah. all that stuff. High stick, like yeah. I got two, I got, I got two fake teeth right here because of hockey. More right? people like, I, I know that play every hockey. Player knows the risks. Teeth. Right, every every player knows what they're getting into when they take when they when they strap on those pads and they get on that ice, especially when they get to the higher level. Um, yep. Now, like I said before, aesthetically, it doesn't look great, but honestly, it really doesn't bother you. I know Canada, like I said last week, Canada's always had. They've always forced for the so, all the way through. Um, right. So up until the pro levels, know. and then as long as it doesn't become a slippery slope thing to where yeah. it doesn't like progress into where like you know we're wearing just you know ridiculous things or they're taking out things or you know I I don't know how much far it could how much further it could you, go yeah. but. You know, I, I don't think this is necessarily an overreaction in a sense. I do think if you're wearing gear that could potentially save you from, you know, and, and, and take out the pet grave situation here. Let's look at yep. the other examples where accidental skates came up and slit people's throats, right? Yep. Now, 
to my knowledge, other than the kid in Connecticut, and I think there might have been a few others in the past, but the ones in the NHL that have happened, I don't believe any of those individuals have died, to my knowledge. No, but I think they've um, been severely hurt, you know. Like, I think it's been more oh, like absolutely. goalies as well, too. I think it more is with goalies right. than anything. Yeah, people crash in the net, legs go up, uh, and the goalies are already down on the ice. Um, so, yeah, so so we'll see what happens there. So, so what I wanted to talk about this, though, is there are talks – that involuntary manslaughter on this case uh, could bring tension on other accidents on the ice. So I don't know. I don't know because I guess I guess that's that's a fair point because it's like it's so easy to tell from the video that Petgrave purposely stuck his left leg out. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's not easy to tell if there was any other force that caused his leg to go higher. Now, like exactly. I said, you know, only. Only he will know that. Only in his brain will he know if he meant to lift that leg higher or anything like that. Um, Which I truly don't. I, I don't think he. I don't think he did. I really don't. I think he just. It, it, I think he stuck his leg out to try to trip him, and try to to break the play up, and then just unfortunately his leg got got high and ended up the, the situation yeah. happened. I don't think he truly yeah. meant to do it. I just think it. Unfortunately, that's what happened. And I think that's where the biggest debate is. Um, if you read some of the comments, which, by the way, I appreciate everybody's comments. Good, bad, ugly. You know, it sucks that people think that, you know, I saw a couple that people thought that I was being, you know, horrible and I, you know, I should be ashamed of myself, things like that. And it sucks that they feel that way. But, um, you know, that's what I love about this country. It's all about that is everybody's open to their own opinions. Feel free yep. to comment anything you want. It's not going to bother me. It's it's one of those things where it's like, hey, listen, I'm breaking down the video the way that I'm seeing it. If you have a different opinion on this video, if you think something's different, I, I read some of them the, of how people saw it. I personally didn't see it that way. I went back and looked at the video after I read some of those comments of how they see it, and I don't know how they're seeing that. Maybe they saw a different angle than me. Maybe they were at the game. I don't know. Um, but the way I look at it, I don't see how you could argue that this was just a freak accident in a sense to where none of this could have been avoided. If Petgrave wouldn't have stuck his leg out, it would have hundred percent been avoided. Um, it yeah. He just, he so anyway. did something that you can't do and it led to tragedy. Right. Um, so yeah. So the, the statement continues to go on to saying this could open up more lawsuits on injuries, which is caused by, or uh, causing this to be a tricky outlook on how to create consequences for this. This has led to the family pushing for civil lawsuits instead of pushing for criminal lawsuits of manslaughter. Uh, so the chances of winning a civil lawsuit are much higher than a criminal lawsuit. So the family is looking for some sort of civil suit against Petgrave, um, rightfully so. I, like I, I said, I can't imagine me being a parent watching that. I'm sure, you know, I, I haven't read all the statements from the parents and family. Um, I just read that the family is pursuing civil suit charges. The thing is, I don't know how this works with it being in the UK. I don't um, either. Uh, for anyone yeah. that missed it, I I did I did an interview with a gentleman from the UK last week. Um, he was telling me that this is this is going to be pushed back to probably January. So I don't again I don't know if those are one of those things where they're going to try to put it on the back burner and it goes away. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll just only time will tell. What's so, What's really going to happen? So we're going to continue to follow that story, and um, we'll see. 
what comes of it, but we will follow it. And as we get more and more in updates, every time that we post on it and we record on it, we will talk about it because I refuse to let it drop because I do not think it's right what happened. And I think it would be horrible if something went like this went completely unaddressed. Um, you know, I, I think it's good that some of these leagues, especially the amateur leagues where it's younger kids, I think it's good that they're doing the net guard mandates. Like I yeah. said, Canada's always done that. Um, so we'll see what comes of it, but we will follow this story just to continue on that path of what we were talking about as far as, you know, we are, we are a sports podcast, right? Like we are here to talk sports and that's the good, the bad, the ugly in the NHL, you know, we follow, I mean, obviously we're very biased towards the Colorado Avalanche, you know, they're, it's so hard because, like, dude, they started off so hot. Like, it, but you see the three games they lost, not scoring a single goal. You get so discouraged, and you're like, "Gosh, I miss Landis Scott." Because, like, you feel like you missed that leadership. He but would. Then you he would let that happen, but it's. But then early you see in the a team too. like, I know. But then you see a team like the Vegas Knights, and you're like, "This team is just as strong, if not stronger, than the championship team that they were last year." Yeah, it's still early like, in the other, season. There's a lot. I know. There's, there's a lot there's that's injuries. Happen. Right. There's injuries that happen. There's slumps that happen. I get all that. But you, like, I watched that that game against the Avs, and that team just looks on a whole nother level. And the Avs are were favored at the beginning of the year. I mean, they still are a top five. They're a top team contender, right but they they've definitely they're. I mean, at least they're undefeated when they score goals. As long as they oh, can score a goal, they win the game. It's a good way to look at it. I mean, they're losing. Um, they're down one nothing to the Devils right now. Five five yeah, minutes left so in the first. Hopefully they hopefully they can put one in because if they score, they'll probably win. Based on your theory, that's my theory. Running right now until it doesn't happen. So Vegas, Vegas did get their first loss against the Ducks, but yeah, that was a back to back. They traveled to Anaheim. You know, it's one of those things where you watch a team and you just feel something about that team, and you're just like, man. That is going to be a real tough opponent, and you never wish injury on beat. everybody. You never wish injury on everybody, on anybody. But yep. the only way I see Vegas not going back to back is they're going to have to go through some pretty bad injuries. I think. Well, it'd be like the Avs last year, where they were the the most hurt team in the league, and they were a contender, but they they play, they were play they basically were an AHL team at a certain point in the year and just couldn't. Just couldn't put it all together. It's just the consistency. You right. got to stay consistent in hockey, and you've got to play together and build chemistry and all that kind of stuff, and develop right. that over the season so, and build into the playoffs. So we'll ha we'll see what happens here. So um, continuing on hockey and what, like I said, what this podcast is about is breaking down hockey, breaking down sports, talking sports outdoors. Andrew, how do you say his last name? Manjipain? Is that how you say it? Manjipain? I don't know. I, I butchered the hell out of that. I apologize. I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Um, his hit on Jared McCann, who's on the Seattle Kraken. That was a little rough to watch. little dirty. This one, it was just dirty I mean, again. Another I mean, dirty play. Right. Obviously, obviously, you can't even come close to comparing this to what we did last week with the Peck Grave thing. But... There's no need in the game for it. You know, 
because it's one yeah. thing we're playing hard and I get it. I get it. So here's the play. I'm going to share the screen here. So what, what's happening here for anybody who's watching is, you know, it's beginning of the game when there's a scrum for a puck. Okay. We've all been in this situation. There's a scrum for a puck. If a guy falls on it or whatever, and the, and the whistle is not dead, you're trying to do everything you can to get that puck out. You know, and I've, I've been in that situation as a defense before I've fallen on a puck before to where I've taken a couple, you know, I've taken a couple blades to the side. I've taken a couple cross checks to the back because you play that whistle, you play the, you play it out until that whistle blows. So I'm not defending the play here by any means, but I'm saying it's not, I don't think it's as dirty as people are. He did get a one game suspension for, I think there was a lot of people calling for more. I think one game's fine here. I don't know if he's a repeat offender. Uh, I think if he would have hurt, if he would have hurt uh, McCann here, I I do believe it probably would have been a little bit more severe. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. uh, let's watch it here. So he so puts far, the puck on net, comes out, it bounces out. Okay, the they're looking for a play. goal here. So he right there, down. he falls down on the puck. I don't believe he saw the puck pop out here. No. So I think he thinks he's laying on this, and the whistle's not dead because oh. the ref over here on this side, on the left side, sees that this puck's out. So it's not a dead play by any means. So he he throws one cross check to the back, right? Right here. to the back Bro. of his neck. Okay, so here's okay, so it's down, he's on the puck. Okay. So throws one cross check. Okay. See just fit teeth again, face to I the eyes, straight to the eyes. That's just uncalled yeah, for. You just like can't I, do that. Don't right. Don't think it's intentional for him to put it in the back of his neck. I think he was going for his numbers here in the back, and I think he I don't know if he's falling through. Or falling over, but there's just there's just no there's no place in the game for it. Okay, no, because that's the that stuff that needs to be ended, taken out of hockey. Right, that could have ended so much incredibly worse than it did. Could have broke the guy's neck. It could have been horrible. Okay, so I again I do think that that I mean like right here you see the first you see the first comment suspension rest of the season. Yeah, that's that, no. that, that's a little extreme. Same thing, banned for a year, a little extreme. Now, I do agree. Uh, 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 suspension for sure, fine, sure. I don't. Full disclaimer: I don't know if he's a repeat offender. I do not know if he's. You know, it, it, that definitely plays. That definitely plays in these situations. Like some guy who did oh, it for it the first time versus a guy who's done it ten times. Like look at Kadri, right? Like Kadri, no, Kadri like does anything. Playoffs. Yep. He's you you do that stuff and and it's going to they're going to you're going to be under a microscope and they're going to watch you. And if you do it over again, it's going to lead to more consequences. Right. So I don't think I'm going to get as much support on that one. I do think people will probably agree that he should have been suspended longer. It's just I want to remind people who may or may not play hockey and anybody who does play hockey who's listening to that. I do. It's one of those things where it's such fast pace and you are playing at such a high intensity that sometimes, you know, you might be fired up. Maybe you took a hit and it's one of those things where you let the emotions get the best of you. Granted, I'm not saying it's an excuse to do a cheap shot like that, but I don't believe that the guy's career should be over. I don't think he should end this. I don't think he should be suspended the rest of the season. One game's Um, perfect. One game's perfect. He does it again, then it's then it's then you've got to reevaluate, and then it's multiple games, and it just keeps going down the line. I think one game's perfect. Yeah, I think one game's perfect. You can make the argument for maybe maybe a couple more, possibly. Again, I don't know if he's a repeat offender or not. I think if he hurts him there, I think there's probably a bigger discussion on longer. But I think because it was, I mean. 
I think McCann even came back and played the rest of that game. So, and that that's uh, why the every, NHL has guys that look into this stuff and then they review all these types of things and they make those decisions. That's what they're right. paid to do. So definitely, um, definitely something that that definitely deserves to be talked about. Definitely something needs to be get at, taken out of the game. But I think I think what the the NHL did. As far as disciplines, I think that was the appropriate call uh, I, I suspension, agree. and I just I I truly truly don't know um, if he's a repeat offender or not. But uh, hopefully hopefully that will never happen again. Again, there's no there's no place for that in this sport. Um, okay, so reiterating, we like to talk about sports here. We break everything down. There was a viral video that went around this week. And it's been something that here, Friendly Fire, we're not taking sides. We're not doing anything. We're just bringing it to the news. We'll talk about it. We'll break things down from different sides. We'll throw out our opinions. But anybody that has any sort of comment on it, who has an idea on it, we're open to all of them. I would love to hear them because I, I was intrigued by all the comments we got last week on that video. I will be beyond intrigued to what people say about this video, how what they think that the, the situation should be. Uh, I know I personally have different thoughts of how I think these things should be addressed and what maybe the solutions could be. But um, in Boston, there was a women's field hockey game, and I believe it was a playoff game, correct? It was a playoff game. Okay. So it was a field hockey game. It was Swamp Scott versus – what was the team? I forget. Um, Dighton. Rio Booth, is that how you pronounce that? Man, that is not an easy thing to pronounce. Uh, I don't know the politically correct term. I think it's a trans woman is playing on the Swamp Scott team. Gets the pass to, it looks like a great A scoring chance right there, yep. and lets one fly that comes off the ground and hits the opposing player right in the mouth. And full disclaimer before you watch this, it is pretty tough to hear the screams. Uh, the lady um, who got hit in the mouth is in obvious clear pain. It comes out that, correct me if I'm wrong here, Shower, she lost a lot of teeth, correct? Like she, she, lost, shattered, she shattered a lot of her teeth. I, I don't know the full extent, but I know she lost multiple teeth and supposedly had some other injuries. She was hospitalized for at least okay. a couple days after it as well. Oh, wow. It was that bad. I didn't know she was hosp hospitalized. Okay, so you yeah. got Digton. I think it's Digton. Maybe that's how you say it. I'll share my screen here. So here's, here's the play of what we're talking about. And then what we have after this that we'll talk into is some of the newsletters and some of the press conferences that came out after from the teams and the captain of the team basically expressing how they feel about it. So here's the video. We'll play this now. just it's just terrible so that was one thing that i actually saw i got a lot of that got a lot of criticism too which is very fair anybody who's played any sport knows that if there's anybody who's ever injured football hockey field hockey basketball you take a knee you don't walk you just around stop. you don't do anything you just you stop everybody stops yeah hockey you take a knee you get back to your bench football you take a knee 
I don't know if any of these any of these individuals have ever seen an injury or something before because uh, it didn't seem like and, and you know I shouldn't say that I'm sure they've seen injuries they've probably never seen anything like this before no, because you could I tell just so. the goalie and you could tell from the other players around her that they knew that was horrible immediately because you saw the goalie's reaction like it was it, like she was visibly disturbed oh, yeah. by what had just happened. Oh yeah, all and, of them were. And I mean, you heard. I mean, you heard the contact that that ball made. You heard. You on heard her it face. hit, and then instantly could tell that it was not good. Mm-hmm. And then you heard those screams, and you're just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, I, first of all, I felt those field hockey balls before. That ain't. It's like, like a, it's almost like a cue ball from pool, right? I dude, mean, they're like yeah, hard, they're it, harder than the crossballs. Oh my, dude, it is not, it is not pretty. So I just, it's one of those things where this, it, what is the answer to this? Because again, here's the thing is I'm not going to take a side on this. I'm not going to say anything about it. I just want to know, like, what, what do we do? Because as I mean, we all know anybody listening to this, like the world seems more divided now than it ever has before. And it sucks. Yeah. It sucks to feel that way. Like I Especially don't Especially like, over issues like this. Right. I don't like that. It feels that way. But what do you, what do you do about this situation? Cause this seems to be something that gains more and more and more division. As we go on, you see more and more things like this. You hear names like Riley Gaines, uh, she was the swimmer who lost out to Leah Thomas in the swimming thing. And, and you know, there's something there. Now this, it's like, at, like, what's the answer? What, what do I we mean, do? I mean, I know I'm that not, I'm not, they're wanting to already, you know, the superintendent of the school district's already calling for changes. The school's calling for changes. The captain wants changes. And um, Right. So here, so I'm, I'm glad you said that because here's a good segue. So here is a quick news broadcast from the superintendent after that and here is what he had to say the dighton rehoboth school district is raising concerns about male athletes participating in female sports after a player suffered significant injuries to her face on thursday the dr field hockey team was playing swampscott in a playoff game and a female dr player was seriously injured when she was hit in the face by a shot that was hit by a male Swampscott player. The player was taken to the hospital. In a letter, DR School Superintendent Bill Rooney says, and quote, I, while I understand that the MIAA has guidelines in place for co-ed participation under section 43 of their handbook, this incident dramatically magnifies the concerns of many about player safety. Male athletes competing on female teams is legal under the Massachusetts Equal Rights Amendment. Okay, so it's legal. So she's not, nothing's being broken there as far as rules. But now that things like this are happening, and like you said, we have letters from the captain. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I can share it. Uh, It's from Kelsey Bain. She says, I'm one of the captains of the high school field. I can see on November 2nd, our team was playing and, um, you know, oh, it was it was a Division Three playoff. During the third quarter of the game, one of the players was struck in the face by a shot from a corner penalty, which came off the stick of a male athlete on the opposing team. The shrieks and screams of fear and pain and projected her hit through the file of the stadium, uh, or filled the stadium, rather. The looks of horror and shock in the face of the girls surrounding her were chilling. Following the injury, my teammates were sobbing, not only a fear of the teammates, but also fear that they'd have to go back onto the field and continue a game. Playing against a male athlete who hospitalized one of our own this traumatic event sheds light on the rules and regulations of male athletes participating in women's sports. 
I understand that the circumstance regarding the gender participation in sports is entirely legal under the Massachusetts Equal Rights Act. And there are guidelines under Section 43 of the handbook. Uh, so basically, she's just calling to attention that maybe this needs to be addressed. So this, this gets back to the point that everybody's saying it's an issue. Okay, everyone's saying there needs to be something here to where there's not such division over this. I'm not saying there's no there. Everybody in this world should be allowed to play sports. Okay, I personally think it should be required for everybody in this world to play sports. I think it's great. I think it's great for development, for character from when you're a kid all the way. It teaches you how to get along with everybody. It teaches you how to work in teams, teaches you how to get over adversity, teaches you how to fail, how to how to get better. Like it teaches you all of these incredible things. So I think everybody should be able to play. But I do agree with that too. I do think there needs to be something to where everybody is safe, and and clearly that's not the case. So what is the answer? What is it? I mean, I mean, I, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I just, I, it's hard, but I don't think biological males should be playing sports with biological females. I think it should be there should be a separation there, and females play with females and males with males because there is a difference. And um, so, so what it, if, it, what if I was to say to you and challenge you on that? What if I was to say, and again, purely playing devil's advocate, what if I was to say every single girl? So, um, so if, if this is the case, we're breaking this down again, trying to be as respectful as possible here. But if we were to say the girls, and then there's a trans man that comes in or a trans woman that comes in rather and says, Hey, they want to play. Does everybody agree? And if all the women agree, are we good with it? I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess so if everyone agrees with it. But I don't think there's a lot of people that that necessarily agree with that um, and want it to happen because it's almost, but it's almost like an unfair advantage. I mean, there's just typically males are physically stronger and able to do certain things that females aren't in in a physical sense in sports and stuff like that. Um, you know, you see it. You see a lot of times in um, younger ages, females and males can play together. But once you get to a certain age, like at a high school age, that's when the physical changes start to happen, and then that's when it alters, and that's when you can start to see a differentiation in those types of things. Yeah, I do remember that being in middle school or uh, elementary school. We used to have this uh, field day, track and field day. Yeah, and there was there was a girl. Um, her name was Wendy. I, I do remember her last name. I'm not going to say it, but I do remember her last name. And she beat the living piss out of all of us boys, like at everything. Yeah. Like she would run faster than us, like everything track and field you could think of. Like yeah. she just whooped us. It's interesting. So there, there is a lot of controversy on this. Um, you know, there's there's people that are saying that. There's a lot of people that are saying that they want to get rid of it, things like that. I, it's one of those things that's just, I feel like it's just going to continue to divide more and more, but yep. um, we'll see what happens. But we definitely wanted to shed light on that. Uh, please, you know, leave your comments below what you think, if you have an answer, what you think. I know a lot of people that I've read comments on that have said that there needs to be just a separate league um, for, for, for trans individuals. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that is or not. I don't know if you have enough enough participants at that i don't know i have no idea so i'm not going to talk too much about it because i just don't know the facts to it but 
we definitely want to shed light on that. And what we mostly pray for is that the, that the, the, the individual who was hit by that ball makes a speedy recovery and that everything's okay. I knew that she went to the hospital. I had no idea that she'd spent multiple nights there. So it must have been pretty bad. I think she did. Oh, yeah, it got her pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't be honestly surprised. It's just speculation, but it probably it could have broken her jaw or done a lot of other things as well, not just knocked out teeth. I mean. Oh, I mean, you hear that noise. You hear, you hear when the ball hits her face like that. Ouch. Oh, Ouch. You, you just don't ever um, want to see it. And if you, and if there's, if you can avoid it, that's obviously what you want to do. Well, let's, let's, let's point to, let's go to some happy things though, before we end this today. So I'm going to start off with something pretty, what I thought was pretty creative. And then we're going to end with something that I thought was just one of the coolest things that I've seen in a while, because I do feel like when you go on any social media, all you're seeing is the negativity, the fighting, everything. I think it is yep. every now and then it's kind of cool to point out some cool stuff. And so that for this, you know, this video segment in a sense of where we just look at cool videos, we react to them, our thoughts on them. We only have a couple today that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I know you'll appreciate this being a bird guy, being a big bird hunter. And with us talking hunting, I thought, and I don't know where this is, but I thought this was one of the most, creative ways to catch birds that I've ever seen. So the title of the video is a clever foul trap. I know, I know diesel hates the term foul, but whatever. I've, I've That's seen the term this, for I think. It. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. It's the, oh, no, I've seen this. one. I've seen one similar to it. Uh, the, this is okay. definitely a way that people can trap some birds. And again, I don't know or... where this is, but I just love how incredibly creative this. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. So yeah, I mean, puts a, what looks to me would be like maybe a beer or, yeah, it looks like it's just a, what would have been an old beer cardboard box. Cuts the holes in it. And then look at that. So these, these birds, and I don't know what those are. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I did sure. Watch it's almost fall. like a grouse. Fall. Look at that. Whoop. Dude, nope, when they fall, one. they just like have zero clue they're falling. Well, <laughs> oh, there goes the other one. Whoop, oh, there they go. Whoop. Oh, they're not the brightest. No. I mean they're hungry. They're just trying to eat, getting some food. I've seen where they where know, they get trapped think. in the box as well. Like they cut the holes, but then the box they, they slip in there and then they fall into the box and the arm goes up and mm. they get stuck in the box. So you would think you would think you would just see one of your boys go down and be like, eh, okay. Um, okay, Hold on I'm here. out of here. Let's stop eating. Nope. Something happened here. Right. Nope, I'm still but hungry. Let me just again, get some I think... food. See, and then people be like, oh, well, it's just a bird. But it's like, I'm pretty sure one of the smartest animals birds in the world is smart. Raven. Yeah, birds are really smart. Right. So you birds would, I would, I would, I would think that one of the birds seeing that would be like, all right, hold up here. Sums up. Maybe we stopped eating yeah. because Fred just disappeared. He just fell in yeah. that hole down there. He catches them all. So I don't know what he does. I don't know if he just does it to show a demonstration, lets them go, or if he goes and he catches them and rings their necks and, and there's food. But I mean, yeah, I if you know. have to talk about, if you have to talk about a really cheap way to get good dinner, I mean, there you go. But oh, yeah. uh, moving on here, I want to share this screen. And this is the last thing I have as far as what I was sharing for videos. This warmed my heart because I did see, I did see a lot of videos over Halloween that 
really disturbed me. Like I was seeing grown adults. Yeah, grown I saw some of those adults going up to people's houses who like listen. I either have a newborn or I have a bunch of dogs, whatever the case may be. Maybe I just don't want to be up all night passing out candy. They leave a bowl out. They put a sign out that says, hey, please only take one. We want to leave enough for some people. I saw videos of grown-ass adults going up oh, to yeah. these. Going up just to taking these them all. Just taking just all the candy. The bowls, just dumping them in their things. And I was like, gosh, that is just so, so sad in a sense. It's just like, first of all, this is for the kids. Like, I don't see yeah. too many adults trick-or-treating anymore. Second of all, like it, again, it's it's something we're doing for fun. Kids like well, to dress up. They like to go out and get candy. They like to go door to door, and then you take it. Like it's just I don't know. Well, it's just kind of but proves this that, my heart. Yeah, it just proves that some people can ruin it for everyone. A very small amount right. of people will ruin it for everyone. Yeah. So so this video right here warmed my heart because I looked at this and said, you know what? A, this is just such a good kid. And B, yeah. kudos, kudos, and hats off to the parents because they yep. raised a really good, a really good kid. So, same situation. I don't know. Full disclaimer: I don't know if this bowl in particular was a victim of what we were just talking about. If someone just came and took it all, this kid comes up, sees the bowl's empty, and let's see what he does. Happy Halloween! Please take it. No candy. Look at this little kid. He comes up, comes up, sees there's no candy, and goes, you know what? We should put some candy back in. Yeah, yeah, let's... Gets into his own stash. Gets into his own stash and just starts unloading his candy in this so that other kids can come by and grab candy. And then the other two that came before him come and follow suit. And they're like, you know what? Like, dude, it just shows you, like, what... It just shows you what one act of kindness, how contagious that is. Yeah. Because, like, you know, hats off, hats off to all three kids. You know, but the other two came. They saw there's no candy. They're going to move on to the next house. No big deal. You know, no, but the, the kid comes in. He's like, no, let's put some candy. And the girls come back and they fall. Like, it's just an incredible thing to see. And they, it's it not is. like they each just put one in. Like, look, no, they, they put they handfuls of candy. Oh, yeah. They added, they put a lot in there. <laughs> oh, no. Nope, let me get my favorite piece out of there. Back. Well, yeah, and all of them put handfuls back so they could each just take one back. Like, yep. I, dude, I watched that yep. video and I'm just like, you know, and a lot of people say the cliche saying of like, hey, you know, that there's no hope, you know, like the society's over. I don't believe that. I still think no. there are some fantastic human beings out there. But seeing stuff like this really does give me incredible hope for the future, oh, knowing yeah. that there are. There are parents out there still raising kids to be great kids and that there are kids out there who are just phenomenal human beings. Yeah. So I thought that was great. But cool. That was really good. I liked it. I liked it, brother. All righty, man. Well, hey, um, this has been awesome. I love doing this. We love talking yep. sports. Uh, we're going to get Diesel on next week. We're going to interview him because what I would like to do is some of the people I, I would like to start shedding some more light on hunting as well, because as somebody who came to hunting that didn't have your, your stereotypical hunting background in the sense of usually it's someone in your family that got you into it. I just came into it because 
you know, mostly it was Diesel. Diesel's the one that really got me into it because, you know, being yep. one of the best friends that he is, you know, seeing him always, and I was like, yeah, I'll go do it. And then, you know, I, a few of our other friends did it at the same time. So it was kind of cool to get all into it. And then I just became hooked to it. Oh, and then yeah. I started researching how important it is. And then you want to talk about sustainability, conservation, and talk, like you truly understand how important hunting is. So I think it'll be important to actually interview somebody and talk to somebody like that who, if someone doesn't know where to start, because I think that's the biggest challenge with a lot of these things, is if you don't know where to start, it can be super overwhelming. Like you might talk to someone who's never been to the gym before. They have zero yeah. idea where to start. They walk into a gym, there's 300 oh. machines, and they're like, I I have zero clue where to go. Like, do I go to the treadmill? Do I go to the dumbbells? Do I go to this machine? What is the machine? Like, it's the same deal. It's like, if yeah. I wanted to go, if I want to go bird hunting, and if I want to go pheasant, it's like, there's a million different things that I have to learn of what, what do I do? Like, what's the type of ammo? What's the type of gun? What, what, what do I need to wear? Uh, do I need to have a dog? Like, what are all those things? So I think talking to you guys about that next week will be cool so that if anyone was ever interested in even just trying that, like if you are just to explain to someone who's brand new, they're coming up to you in Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop or Shields and they're like, Hey, I don't have a single piece of gear, but here's what I want to do. Like, where do you start? So yeah, I definitely want to dive onto that. I think that would be cool. And then I do want to start, I, I, I want to do some research and see if we can get somebody on this podcast who really knows a lot about football, because obviously we're seeing it all over college football right now about call steals. Yeah. The Michigan thing is pretty wild. Thing. I mean, uh, you know that it, it, like it, I could tell you in baseball, we used to steal call. We used to steal signals all the time. And then it was like, we used to steal, like coaches would give signals to catchers to give, to call the pitches to the, to call in pitches to the pitchers. Right. It, it, you could sit there. I had a coach, I had a coach that taught me how to do it and we figured out how to do it. And we could sit there and give different signs and stuff on what pitch was coming based off of what the signal the coach called in. And then it was real easy. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a fastball coming down. You know, you got a fastball coming. You just load up and take a freaking hack at it. Or if you're sitting in a, Interesting. In a preferable count and, you know, you don't have to hit the off speed, but, you know, a curveball's coming at you. You just lay off it and wait for the fastball to come to you. So we used to do that. Baseball, that, baseball it happens all the time. It's part of the game. Uh, what Michigan was okay. doing is probably a little more controversial and probably more along the lines of something they shouldn't have been doing. Interesting. Yeah, because the latest report from Michigan was that <sighs> Michigan alleges that Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue shared its signals. So I think it would be cool to get somebody on that has a little bit of a football background and really understands that stuff to really dive into like what that means, break that down for us, because... I saw the video from Central Michigan, I think it was, that had the special sunglasses, and then yep. you see him just come over, and it, like, turns blue, which indicates that it's recording. Yeah. And again, I'm just like, this is new to me because there was nothing like that in hockey. Like, you had set plays, but at the end of the day, hockey's hockey. Like, there's – you don't have – You don't have signals. You don't have yeah. signals in hockey. You communicate right. in hockey, and you know what each other, what people are doing, and maybe you can pick up right. on that. Or, you, you know, you different... can call for a pass when maybe the other team – I don't mm -hmm. know. You, you know, you used to call for passes and sometimes get the other team to throw the right. puck to you when they weren't looking. But you used to communicate I mean, you, so well with your teammates that it was so uh, such a hard thing to do. Right. Um, you have like different systems you can run as far as power plays and things along those lines. I mean, you have different plays that you try to run off of faceoffs. Like if you, you know, you're in the offensive zone faceoff, you know, you'd have different plays you'd want to run. Yeah. 
But those were all set aside, and you go up, you go up behind your buddy, or you kind of each, you you know, the forwards to go and tell each other, and then the defense knows what's happening, and you set it up, and that's it goes. exactly right. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, there's... your center, your center goes up, your center yeah. goes up to everybody right for the play, and just whispers, "Hey, go for it." Or you you go here, you go, go here, yeah. See, and then the, then you set and it up, go, and go you still, we all know what but, go for us. And then, you, but you still have to execute the play as well. I mean, exactly. you know, the 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 other right. center can easily win the draw, and it all goes to crap right away. Yep. So, a lot to talk in next week. Uh, we'll keep on top of this. Uh, I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank every single person here that has liked, subscribed, comment to this channel. We are going to continue to do what we do. We're going to continue to talk sports. We're going to continue to break things down. We're just going to continue to talk to the things that we know that we talk about. We just, we're going to talk about things that we have experience in, the things that we enjoy and that we love. We appreciate your support. Thank you for tuning in again. If there's anything that we're missing, please let us know. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms. We post different things on all of them. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Uh, thank you again for your support. We will see you next week. In the meantime, peace. Good night. <laughs>